Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I am Catherine. I'm here with my good friend Gina. And Kristen, hello. Yep, we're here. We are back this week, and we are so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you will enjoy this episode today. And if you do, we just ask that you would help spread the word and share it with a friend who might benefit from this topic. We also would love it if you would leave us a review where you listen to this podcast and let us know what you think. We do love getting those, and uh, we just thank you in advance for doing that. So today, I wanted to open up this episode with just a straight-up question to you guys, and the question is related. (laughs) The question is related to a command that Jesus actually gave us to love our enemies. Mm -hmm. So the question is: Do you think that Jesus loved the Pharisees, the money changers, the tax collectors, and Judas? What do you think, Gina? Absolutely. Yeah, Kristen. Of course he did. Yeah, of yeah. course. Now, would I have? Right. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I, <laughs> she didn't story. ask that part because <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that's a whole different answer. But yes, Jesus right, did. Right. Jesus did. Absolutely. And so the Bible shows that these are some of the most difficult people he encountered. Yet we are going to look at some pretty tall orders from Jesus on how to respond to our enemies today. What he is asking us to do as we encounter these types of people in our day So we all have difficult people in our lives, and some for a season and some for many seasons, right? Could be a family member. for a lifetime. And you know what they say, guys? (laughs) Have you heard this? They say that if you can't identify the difficult person in your life, it's you. (laughs) So (laughs) I have heard that. I've identified plenty. (laughs) Right. So God is very clear on how we should approach this and and these folks, these people. But if we are being honest and being real, which we always are here, Mm -hmm. so that can be tough, if not impossible, in our own strength and our ability. And so I want to, first off, I want to be able to just differentiate between difficult and toxic people. It's a big difference. There is a big difference. Yes. And so I want to draw a line of distinction here. So difficult people actually requires much effort to accomplish, deal with, or understand. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's just going above and beyond a few extra steps or whatever it is to be more patient, uh, more loving, caring, Toxic, on the other hand, is just straight up poisonous. These right. people are destructive. They find pleasure in using their power to diminish others. They'll take advantage of a giver wherever they find the opportunity. Much, much different abusive. scenario. Yes, abusive. Mm-hmm. I so. think of the the difference between two, if you think about having empathy and sympathy, right? Like empathy mm. is really putting yourself in someone else's shoes and trying to understand how would I be feeling if I was in your same situation? Right. Right. And I think sympathy is more of like that connection that you, that emotion that you would have. Like, I feel so terrible for you. I feel like this is really awful. But with toxic people, I think that's a big difference, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to put yourself in their shoes because you're just like, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be yeah. responding either way. Either, be, it's yeah, too hard. It's too yeah. hard. And it's hard to have empathy or sympathy yes. for people that are really toxic. So I feel like it's a really yeah. important distinction, mm-hmm. especially for today. It yeah. is. And, you know, I think cr- us as Christians, we get this wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we want to, you know, but we're called to love. We're yeah. called to serve. We're called to do this. And all of a sudden, we either become a doormat right. or, you know, we become absolutely drained from trying to give to people and who are essentially are taking advantage. The or Lord abusing. never asks us, right. nor does he want us or expect us to put ourselves in a dangerous position. And right. sometimes people that are toxic are dangerous. That's right. Exactly. So in nowhere in this episode are we saying to um, to apply these things mm-hmm. to that type of person. This is really, um, you know, the difficult person who mm-hmm. is not toxic, poisonous to you. So God really wants us to have this vision for our lives and be for us to be able to discern the difference, right, between these two. So... Um, we just may have to assert a different and tougher boundary with, with toxic people. So moving forward, we're going to look at loving our enemies. So those, again, enemy really in the Bible is defined as those who hate or are actively against us, which I thought was an interesting definition. Sounds like an enemy. Yeah, sounds like an enemy. That's right. And we're going to look at that today, but not from a preachy point of view, but rather more just a realistic everyday point of view that difficult people are all around us, guys. And we enter, we encounter them sometimes for a few moments you know, maybe they take your parking spot, you know, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is, or sometimes they're in your life in some sort of relationship and you are have to encounter and, and um, nurture this relationship. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, adapt for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So how can we honor what God is asking us to do? How can our faith grow when surrounded by challenging people? And there's a quote that I want to be able to put out there and let you guys think about There's an old saint, his name is Bob Mumford, and he once said, God will either bless you or afflict you with people according to your need. I think he does both. Yeah. Right? And this also could be said as God will either give you silk or sandpaper, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on what you need at the time. (laughs) And so this is so good. So we all need people in our lives who will love us well and through our worst messes. But we also mature when we learn mm. how to humbly and confidently deal with the more challenging people. When I someone's know that's grading true. on us a little yeah. bit, yes. sandpaper in us a little bit. Oh my gosh. It's Does like what stretch it, us, huh? <laughs> what do they say? Um, never pray for, is it patience? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or Don't pray for yeah. patience because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to go through some things that really try your patience. Yes, that's right. And so I, you know, this can come true in terms of through difficult people. So personally, I really, really need this episode today. So selfishly, I thought this would be a good one to put forth. So this is something that I've been you know, really steeped in for the last few years in my life is I have a really... Um, almost borderline toxic individual uh, in my life. And uh, so the research for this episode has been really healing and really helpful for me to get um, into it and just kind of see what God says. So without further ado, are you guys ready? Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. So in Proverbs 24, 17, we're told not 
to gloat when our enemy falls. Hmm. And in Proverbs 25, 21, we're told to feed our enemy when he's hungry. But the blatant instruction, I love this, which is the most difficult thing to do, which is to love our enemies. This came from Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount. So Hmm. I, yeah, I want to refer (laughs) to Luke 6, 27 and 28 that says, but to you who are listening, don't you like that? Mm-hmm. That Jesus started with that. Yeah. Not those who are in the way in the back, like yeah. sleeping, but tuning to you, out. Yeah. Those who are in the first few rows who are really listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And that, I want to stop and just do a recap really quick. So it's love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. So our part is to love, do good, bless, and pray for. And their part, yeah, is to be our enemy, hate us, curse us, and mistreat us. So we should expect this from our enemies and not be surprised or caught off guard. I'm wondering what you guys think about this or if if this conjures up anybody in your mind or an experience of what you guys have been through. Well, just thinking of those love, bless, pray for, I don't have a problem. I would say probably for me, I can pray for someone who isn't treating me well because I want God to change their heart right. and their actions. <laughs> right. But Please make them stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So praying for my enemy, that's not so challenging. Loving my enemy, blessing them, those the now that's that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Those are those are harder. Yeah. I yeah. feel the exact same way. I think love is such a strong yes. word. Like I don't I mean, there's friends in my life or acquaintances that I actually really like that I wouldn't say that I love. Yeah, right. Like, right. that's a pretty sacred word so, for the most yeah. important people in your life, mm-hmm. I think. So I've always struggled with that notion of love your enemies. Yeah. Um, that's, I that's think really it's hard. like tolerate your enemies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have the, uh, that's about as much as I Don't can come up with yeah. on my own is tolerate Don't take them. Back. Yes. I can do that. <laughs> Um, well, that's even hard. Yeah. Right. That's why Jesus is t- trying to teach us what we're supposed to do because right. it is not in our natural, yeah. you know, ability to do that. And the all. other thing, too, is most of the time, I guess maybe for me, where I have come across more of this has been, I mean, growing up, I think you you deal with this, especially as, as young females, like who, who can be catty and clicky Mm. and you're, you're kind of like in the throes of that Mm -hmm. as you're growing up. But I feel like as I get older, it's a lot easier to just like cut people out of your life Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You had some practice. Yeah. Like I'm just kind of done with you. Like our time's up Yeah, Yeah. and you just kind of move on. Yeah. And, but when you can't do that, which Mm -hmm. that's probably actually not even like the right thing to do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Kristen's rethinking this. Maybe I should have a different, yeah. Yeah. I've got some reconsidering I need to do. (laughs) 
but there's times where you have to interact with people. Maybe mm -hmm. it's more at work, yeah. right? Where you can't right. just like fire someone or cut someone out of your life at work. You are forced to really figure mm -hmm. out how do I work with this person mm -hmm. um, in a respectful way. And um, you kind of, so whether it's work or a family member, right? Mm -hmm. Often, I mean, me, some people do cut family members out of their life. Sometimes yeah. it's a lot harder to do. Yeah. So there's situations where you are kind of forced, I guess, to deal with it a little bit better and think about some of this stuff a little bit more because you you probably don't want to just tolerate. Mm -hmm. um, you probably do want to figure out more how you can love, mm -hmm. do good to those people, mm -hmm. bless them, and pray for them. But yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It is hard. And I think that that is why sometimes these really difficult individuals are tools that God uses to bring about these qualities mm -hmm. in our life um, for us to become more patient, you know, more understanding, more forgiving, more compassionate. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And to be able, we're going to, you know, talk about sight, right? Seeing things from their perspective, what they're struggling with. But Jesus does go on to give a few examples in Luke 29 through 30. It's 6, 29 through 30, where he says, If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. This is such a convicting topic. It is, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. Oh, if you slap me, let me turn my other cheek. Oh, you got my jacket. Take right. my shirt. I know. But yeah, you know what's so interesting, hard. you guys? I did some research on this because i that's what I do. And <laughs> yes. I wanted to understand, like, is Jesus literally saying, like, it's okay for someone to you know, slap you or strike you, even if it's figur figuratively speaking? Mm. Is it okay? And in that day, in Jesus's day, that was the worst thing you could do was to slap backhand someone. It actually, the closest thing in our society is to spit in someone's face. It's not even, oh. that's not even close to what oh. that, rec that represented. Yeah. So to backhand, it was to, meant to humiliate and to intimidate whoever you did that. So you're asserting your superiority mm -hmm. by doing that, right? It's an absolute insult. And in fact, like slaves would rather be beat on their back than have a slap across the face because yeah. it was so insulting. Yeah. So what he's saying is if you turn your other cheek, what you're doing is you're making it impossible for them to backhand you again. And so what they would have to do is they would have to throw a punch with their hand. And in his day, only if you were equals would you fist fight. So you were telling them basically like you're not allowing them in that way. And I thought that was such so an interesting take. it's the opposite take. really of what it is. I've always yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, hey, you can hit me again. It's more you are preventing in a way in almost like a silent yeah. way. Um, and you're not allowing it to continue. So I thought that was really, really interesting because like I had never seen that. standing up for yourself yeah, yep. by in, in, in silent well, you're not way cooperating. by turning. Yeah. It's like what Gandhi says, you're not cooperating with the humiliating, right? right. So you're not, you're not really going along with it. You're making it difficult for them. Um, such a but good in point. a nice passive way, right? So you're not you're not insulting them. You're not hurting them. You're right. just in a way making a statement mm -hmm. and it's a quiet statement, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was really interesting. 
Um, so, so moving forward then, um, it, so the, the, the cheek part really is relating to personal offenses, insults, or indig- indignity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second part is, though, when you look at why is turning the other cheek so hard? So when we are in our flesh and we're insulted or someone humiliates us or whatever, right, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. why is it that we instantly want to gravitate toward what it says in the Old Testament which is an eye for an eye, right? So Jesus is mixing it up here, mm-hmm. and he's talking about something different, turning the other cheek. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on why do we do that? Why do we always gravitate toward, you know what? You hurt me, I'm hurting you. Like eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, like it says in Exodus. I think that's our natural instinct. Yeah. When someone hurts us, we want them to feel pain back. Mm-hmm. We want them to experience what they inflicted yeah. on us just a little bit, just to get a sense of what they put th- us through. Right. That's my idea of why. Mm-hmm. What do yeah, you think, Kristen? I think that's pos- definitely I, uh, possible. I definitely think that. That's probably, I think, just like instinctually mm-hmm. what you would do, right, mm-hmm. is just kind of fight back. Mm-hmm. But maybe also you would do it because you want to feel like you're standing for something like they're not getting like away with not, it like you're not going to get away with this mm-hmm. like what you did was wrong and I'm not gonna let you have like the last say so to yeah. speak because mm-hmm. what you're doing is wrong mm-hmm. right um I, I don't know I, I think though probably more often than not it is like if I think about how I would retaliate is because typically like I'm really hurt mm-hmm. and like that's not fair you should also hurt right The fairness thing. I think that's part of it, right? That's what seems fair to us. Yeah. If you hurt me, you have to hurt too. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting because as we touched on the top of this podcast, there are probably already hurting. Mm -hmm. Because someone who would lash out like that and do that means Mm -hmm. that they're probably already suffering Mm -hmm. inside. They don't have a sense of peace or compassion. Mm -hmm. Uh, that we might have if you're really close with God and you're walking with him and you're uh, rolling out his statutes and what he's asking you to do. So the one thing that really struck me is if we're so insistent upon payback, right, and giving Mm -hmm. that person a dose of what they just dealt us, really that's a very expensive move because what I found for me personally is when that happens, it actually costs me my peace. Mm -hmm. That's really expensive to do that. And so you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is that fairness, that mm-hmm. dose, right, to mm-hmm. deal it back, is it worth costing me my peace? Well, it's um, that feeling is short-lived, yeah. right? Because I do think your immediate feeling is, yeah, now it's fair. Now mm-hmm. we're even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But later, that's not how you're going to feel, no. right. right? You're going to feel like, I can't believe I, like, stooped that low. Why did I respond mm-hmm. that way? Like, that's... A lot of times it feels almost like an outer body experience, mm-hmm. right? And um, I do think that's true. I, I think that sometimes that's like shortly followed by having regret mm-hmm. around wishing we would have made a better decision in that moment. Yeah. And so, like you were saying, yeah, you're, you're going to give up something right? in that. that You may think that you got even mm-hmm. or now things are fair, but you're going to lose something in that. Oh, absolutely. When you're saying your piece, mm-hmm. that is such a good point, Catherine. And, you know, the other the other thing I wanted to point out, too, is 
whatever individual that you do this to, there's a good chance that they're not just going to take that line down. So right. now they're going to up it again. And then you just get into this never ending, mm. you know, Tish boxing match. Back right? and forth. Yes. yes. And so by turning the other cheek, you have done nothing to pay them back, but you're at the same time, whether that looks like removing yourself from a situation or, you know, not taking that person's calls for a time, you know, to just be able to remove yourself to recoup and regroup, right? I think that there's something to that. Mm -hmm. And so to turn the other cheek is in a way you're saying, you know what, I am not going to take this at not this point. Engage. That's right. I'm not going to engage. I'm going to send a message that it's not okay mm -hmm. by turning the other cheek, right? But I'm also not going to allow it to continue. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I think that's really, really important. I am yeah. so yeah. glad that you love to do research because <laughs> I've gone through decades of my life thinking that turn the other cheek literally meant offer up your uh, the other cheek. And yeah, no. this is really, really insightful. Well, play it out. So like glad. if you were to backhand something yeah. with one hand and the person's head turns, you can't do you'd it. Have right. to be, you'd have strong to be strong in your other hand. Right. You'd have to <laughs> maybe do it this like way. Maybe but karate kid could do yeah. it. Like. But what they said was the nose is actually in the way. So when you do this and you go to backhand, the nose is actually, mm. they'll hit. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting I'm to kind of play that out. Love that. Yes. So the next example is about the cloak, right? So if someone takes your coat or your cloak, do not withhold your shirt from them. So give them more than what they are taking. So my initial thought was, wow. So not only do well. we let them take what they want, but now we're giving them more. Yeah. So we're going to go above and beyond with generosity, right? But in my research, what I found mm. was that uh, the cloak was a super important thing in Jesus's day. So it kept people warm. It also, they used it to sleep with, so they'd roll it up and sleep. So it was like a multifunctional piece. So if someone took something away that important to you, Jesus is saying, give them something else. So you now take off your shirt, right? Well, when you take off your shirt, you're nude, basically, right? Mm -hmm. Your top. And that was actually very um, insulting in Jesus's day to go without clothes, not only for the person who was naked, but for those who were viewing it. That's so also if you're... insulting in today's yeah. world. Also. It depends. Yeah, I guess Some so. Some things don't change. What's old is new. <laughs> Okay, I need to stop and just let that sink in. Sometimes Kristen's comments just, okay, you're so right. That has not, some things don't change, especially if you're not in shape, really doesn't change. So, okay, so back to this. So I'm thinking, you know, that's Jesus's way of saying, hey, you know what? If they're doing this, offer them this too. But in mm. by so doing, they're going to bring shame on them because that in the culture was not acceptable to do that. Mm. So once again, he's saying, you know, it's in a way of standing up for yourself and doing this, but in the same time, you're not allowing it to continue. So I thought that was really so good. Interesting. Again, had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah. I, I really, I just love when I learn new things. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you study the Bible and you've been a Christian a long time and you've heard these stories over and over and then you see them or hear them from a whole new perspective, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm really enlightening. 
Yeah, because, you know, it's not Jesus saying, uh, look, you know what? They can steal from you, they can take from you, and then you're going to give them more, and then they can go on their merry way. No, that's not what he was saying. Mm. And I think people understood that in his day and age, and they knew exactly what he was saying when he said, give them the shirt. Then that means you are, in a way, dealing with the situation, but you're bringing shame on them at the same time, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating. Um, and so again, you know, we are being passive, um, and we're not reaching out, lashing out, but at the same time holding our ground. Mm -hmm. Right. So then the next, uh, example that he gives is give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. So if they ask, you give it to them. Mm -hmm. If they don't ask and just take, you let it go and you don't ask for them to return it. So this obviously is not speaking of crimes committed, right? It's okay. not your car is stolen or your house is robbed you could or not ask for your car back. Right. Not yeah. happen. This right. is not this None is not really that. speaking to crimes Got or uh, assault, right? Mm-hmm. In any way. This is more speaking of offenses, humiliation or attacks by mm-hmm. our enemies. And so really going back to that peace, right? Conversation, it's just letting it go. So, you know, this individual in my life tends to uh, overstep a lot, Mm -hmm. right? And step into areas that really aren't hers to step into. And so when that happens, I have to make a choice. And this choice, unfortunately, is almost a daily occurrence. Mm -hmm. Do I address? Do I not address? Do I address? Do I not address? And it's just constant. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when I do address, uh, I can hold the line. But what I find is because within me, I suffer. My peace suffers. Mm -hmm. And so when I don't address in this individual, it's like, you know, basically you, you give them an inch and they go a mile, right? So now they're all over your mm-hmm. area. So it's difficult. It's it's definitely something I have to weigh out in balance. But in this case, you know, Jesus is saying, if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. So you just let it go. And so that um, is something that I need to pray on and get better at. Um, but that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. That would be tricky in a, in a work environment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, finding yeah. that balance yes. because yep. it, it's so difficult day in and day out. Yeah, you know, if you don't want to become a doormat, mm-hmm. you don't want somebody. You don't want to be seen as this weak person that right. anyone can walk over. Right. And at the same time, you don't want to engage at their level. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Mm. So uh, what this has done for me is to bring me closer to God and to rely more on him. I'm also doing this wonderful game, you guys, this year where I try to name as many verses and addresses as I can in a 30-second period <laughs> and just, like, keep trying to play these, uh, you know, memory games. games. Yeah, just to keep me focused on what's most important mm. because I think our flesh wants to draw us into oh, those battles and just, I'm right, I'm right, mm-hmm. I'm right. But what do we gain from that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. You get the right award. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, and I think sometimes in it, there's somewhere in the middle between not saying anything and mm-hmm. escalating and matching, yes. right? Mm-hmm. There's probably somewhere in the middle. But I often think that that's exhausting. It's right? very it's exhausting. Just to feel like you're constantly having to like think and overthink your response because it's a difficult person or situation if that's happening regularly, it's like a chess game. You've got to think two moves ahead. Exactly. All the time. Yep. Yeah. And you yep. don't, 
you don't typically have to do that with people in your life that yeah. you're just friends with or that you right. love. You can just be yourself. Um, and that's it's not that you're not being yourself when you're doing something like that, but you're not typically when you're around your friends, like strategically thinking about like, well, what are you going to do after I say this? And then yeah. what's going to happen, you know? And you know what else, you guys? I, I came across this when I was preparing for this episode and it said, this just resonated so much with me that we get pulled into these toxic situations. And I do believe that this is a toxic situation and we try to fight our way out or whatever it is, right? Accept, tolerate, whatever. We try to do that. It takes so much to your Mm -hmm. point, Kristen, from us that it actually prevents us from pouring into other people that need it. So my family, Mm -hmm. um, the ministry, right? Because this area is so draining. It's Mm -hmm. depleting you so much that you just don't have anything left to give Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And your peace is gone. So again, Mm -hmm. going back to the differentiation between difficult and toxic, I really do believe that you should constantly assess how you feel when you walk away from a situation. If you feel worse than when you arrived, that is the definition of toxic. If you feel tried, as in this is difficult and it is really trying my values and beliefs, that is difficult. Mm -hmm. But if it's taking away from you your Mm -hmm. peace and your um, just sense of serenity and well-being, that's toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So moving into now... Like looking at verse 31, Luke 6, 31, that says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Mm -hmm. So someone treats you badly, right? Mm -hmm. The response should not be, hey, I'm going to treat you in kind and do this back. It should instead be, how do I want to be treated and, and do that? And I just wondered what you guys thought in terms of this and the golden rule. Yeah, I think you you take the higher ground. Mm-hmm. You know that should be your natural go to, right? Um, and I I do think that it's really important, especially as for us as believers, to treat other people the way we would want to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, the other thing is, you know, I think about that verse about the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Right. So if you're going through a really difficult situation with someone and you respond with peace or turning the other cheek or giving them your shirt, right, you're going above and beyond and doing these things. What an opportunity and display for God and the scripture. And I love that saying that, you know, we are basically, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus. Right. Or we are. um might Basically, be the only, the Bible. only Bible yeah, mm-hmm. that, that someone will ever read. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're fighting back like the rest of the world, how are we any different? Mm-hmm. Well, our actions speak louder than yeah. our words. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I had this interesting epiphany the other day. I was walking my dog um, and we always put two leashes on Enzo. That's our puppy. We put one is How like big a, is Enzo now? He's 65 pounds. Oh, oh. I mean, he, he got big quickly. He did. But we have two leashes on him when we go out. One is an electric collar, so you can beep it or you can shock him. We don't ha- we don't really ever have to shock him, but the beep kind of just helps yeah. train him. 
And then we have this really cool leash that goes around his neck and you can like pull a leash out of it. Uh huh. So if you need to, and typically what I do for that is if I'm, you know, it's like go, retractable, right? It's retractable. Yes. And they're That's really cool. Yep. Yeah. And I like to have that because if I'm running with Enzo or walking and I see someone come by and I can maybe tell that they're scared of dogs, I'll pull it out just so that yep. everyone's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we have this park, this huge park right across the street from our house, and dogs are always out there. It's really fun. Off leash, throwing balls, whatever. And there's this lady that lives down the street from at the end of the street, and she always gets so mad when any dog is off leash. Mm. She's out there, like, yelling at everybody. She threatens <laughs> that she's going to call the cops, like, as if they don't have anything else to do. But yeah, I get so angry, and, like, part of me wants to, like, walk right by her house without Enzo on a leash. <laughs> to um yeah. what we were talking about i'm gonna yes. i'm gonna circle back here uh-huh. because so the other day i'm walking back um and we did this long walk and we're getting ready to go by her house and i'm like i hope she's out there and i'm gonna keep him <laughs> off his leash and when she yells at me now here's what i typically do when she yells at me i'm like hey how are you yeah. and she's like put your dog on a leash and i'm like have a good day and i just like keep walking <laughs> yeah but then i started thinking i'm like i pull that retractable thing out for so many people Why do you not do that for her? Why do I not do that for her? Mm. And so I actually thought, okay, I hope I see her because I'm going to pull it out and be like, oh, yeah, he's on a leash. Thank you so much. And, like, what a different response because she's so used to people coming back at her, myself included. (laughs) Um, But I just thought the other day, I'm like, why – why am I being like? Why are you playing into it? Why am I playing into this? Like, I pull that retractable thing out all the time. If she asks me to do it, why don't I just do it? Why do you think you don't do it? That's a great question. I think she's, I just think she's mean. So you feel like you would be placating her in a way or giving in to her demands? Yeah, and I think at first I was like, you know, maybe there's a story there. Maybe she got like bit by a dog and she's really, I don't, now- that might still be true, but I don't think so. I think she's – there's been other, like, stories of, like, things that she said or things like she – and I don't know what her – I don't know what's happening in her life, yeah. right? Maybe no dog. And I think this is what I went through in my head. Who cares if she got bit by a dog? She didn't get bit by a dog. It just makes her mad. Who cares? It's not that hard for me just to take a leash out. Yeah. Right. yeah. Might as well do it. But I don't really know. I think it was just her approach that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. You know, it's to me, it would have been different if she was like, I am so scared of dogs. Like, Mm -hmm. do you mind when you come by? So it was more that I was upset with her approach and her tone. And so I was going to match it. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to be annoyed? I'm going to let you be annoyed. And right. And then (laughs) I'm going to contribute to that annoyance. Yeah. 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 And all of a sudden the other day it hit me. I'm like, I don't have to behave that way. No. Like, just take the retractable thing out for two seconds. It's not right. that big of a deal. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example because mm-hmm. that individual wouldn't graduate to the level of toxic. No. Right. It's just difficult. Yeah, it's just difficult. It's mm-hmm. kind of like just thorny and yeah. difficult, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what does God ask us to do with those types of people? And I think he's softening your edges, right, Kristen? Like you can feel the spirit like rising up and saying, questioning that and bringing that to your attention. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, okay, I think I do need to turn that other cheek or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? And just go along, you know, with Mm -hmm. it. Go along for the sake of getting along, as they say. There's something to be said, I think, in general. And a couple episodes back, we talked about 
like point up, like mm-hmm. point up and yes. remember. That I think was trusting God. Trusting yep. God, mm-hmm. like who's in control. And so I've actually been doing that a lot. Yes, I that. have too. Yes. Um, trying to use that mm-hmm. finger, not the middle one. Not the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> I resonated more with the pointer finger. Um, especially in that yes. situation, the yes. dogs. Uh-huh. It's funny, I do resonate yeah. with the middle. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. But point up, and I think just often thinking about like how would God respond yeah. in that situation mm-hmm. helps me a lot mm-hmm. because it completely, if I can take the time to just pause mm-hmm. and just think to myself, like what would God do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes it's different than yeah. maybe what I would have wanted to do yeah. in that situation. So I think that's just kind of like a little thing that helps mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm not saying I think perfect. that pause and look up mm-hmm. is a great reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a time just where you can reflect and go, okay, yeah. how do I really want to respond right. here? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And to not rush into that. And it's like, I love those landscaping signs that you guys will see around here. And it says, pardon my progress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or pardon the progress. And I feel like that's kind of what we need to have mm-hmm. because yeah. pardon the progress. Uh, yeah. Pardon mm-hmm. the progress. Like, you know what? We don't get Can it. I get right a sandwich board with that on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just walking around town. I know. It's just, yeah. You know, I think it's something that we just have to be aware of, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so moving forward. So, I thought it would be something that we could look at really quick in terms of our natural response. So, our natural response is either fight, flight, or sight right? If you think about that. So in Jesus's case, right, he would be presented with a difficult situation. Say the Pharisees are coming up to him. And what I thought was interesting is he would never really directly fight, right? Mm -hmm. But what he would do is he would not answer their question directly, but instead present another question. Mm -hmm. I loved that. So much to take from that. And it actually made me think of Henry Kissinger and a similar approach that he would use, which was he would not necessarily answer the question that was being asked of him, but the one he wanted to answer. Mm. So there are definitely like sly ways I think you can get with difficult people and Mm -hmm. figure it out without having to come to blows, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then there's flight, right? So sometimes you just need to leave. Sometimes you just need to remove yourself from these situations. And I think about how... Jesus, you know, actually went through uh, something with the Pharisees, which were probably the most difficult people that Jesus had to confront. And in one case, he's actually passing through a crowd that's trying to kill him. So sometimes when you're dealing with a difficult person, you just need to step back, leave the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, return to it later, whatever. But in Jesus knew he had to withdraw and he just had to get out of there. I thought there was a lot of wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. And third and, you know, last but not least is sight. And that is something where you can see your enemy. And again, definition of enemy is someone who hates, right? Mm. And not for you. Um, So you see your enemy as someone who is struggling with something. So Mm -hmm. I do this often where I ask God to help me see them through his eyes. What are they struggling with? What are they dealing with? How much pain does someone have to have? to go and yell at people or to, you know, steal from them or whatever the case, right? To intentionally hurt other people. 
So wherever it's possible, we shouldn't be intentional about meeting the needs of these difficult people. And it's really hard, but we can't do it without the help of God. And I think we've all recognized that. Impossible without him. Impossible, Mm -hmm. impossible to do that. So it's only by the grace of God. And I know for me, that has been the key to getting through this very difficult situation has been by his grace and him carrying me through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just what we have to remember, right? It's like yeah. Romans twelve eighteen, uh, as if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So Christian, taking out the leash depends on you. Namaste. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> live at peace with everyone. <laughs> Live at peace. Yes. And so really quick. I actually, yeah. it, is it bad that I contemplated? Well, I'm like, well, maybe I could respond like Henry Kissinger did with a question. <laughs> yes. Why is this so important yes. to you? <laughs> Don't, it's an option, yeah. Christian. Yeah. Right. No, I'm just going to take out the leash. I will do yes. it. I haven't seen her since. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Okay. So you got the leash. You got it ready. Can't it's like wait to draw. be nice. Yeah. Can't wait to be nice. She's going to be like, What? anytime i'll always have them on a leash anything for you yes so uh so really quick so tips to handle i thought this was this was good and i just wanted to to mention this to you guys so proverbs 15 1 a soft answer turns away wrath but Mm -hmm. a harsh word stirs up anger yes so love that so try to find that soft answer i think we can de-escalate a lot of conversations and situations with a softer voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just bringing the tone down a little bit. Totally. And things that have um, worked for me, you guys, is pray, Mm -hmm. right? It always works. Always works. And that's the first thing you got to do, you know, is pray. First thing we should do. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So ask for strength, ask for wisdom, Mm -hmm. ask for God's ability to love this person, Mm -hmm. right? It can't come from you. Right. Um, and number two, choose, choose optive, you know, uh, that's the word, right? Um, choose to love them from the strength and wisdom received in prayer. So it's a decision, mm-hmm. you know, how hard, it's a difficult decision, but it's a decision nonetheless. Number three, when you feel angry, forgive. Uh, that is tough. And we're going to do an episode mm-hmm. on forgiveness yeah. coming up so we can sort of tap into that. But when difficult people push a hot button of anger, and you, we all know it, right? We can feel our blood pressure mm. rise, literally like coming up. You can feel your head getting hotter, mm. right? So when difficult people push a hot button of anger in us, I think it's really important, and the Bible says so, to put out the fire immediately. Mm. We can't allow it to get bitterness going and all of that because now we're in a whole other territory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then, um, so two more quick points. When you feel annoyed, have grace. Have grace. And so we need to remember that God had grace with us first. And so we're not perfect by any means. And so help to pay it forward. And last is, and I love this, sort of what we alluded to before, that we may be the difficult person. How hard is that? That was really hard for me to think about that, that I might be the difficult person for someone else. Mm. So am I acting in a manner that is consistent Mm. with my faith and my beliefs? So that's really hard. So I hope that's helpful to when you encounter those difficult people to stop and pray, choose to love them from the strength and wisdom received from God. 
When you feel angry, forgive. When you feel annoyed, have grace. And lastly, realize that we ourselves are not perfect and we're probably someone else's difficult person that they're having to stop and pray for, pray about. So anyway, so Jesus was the perfect example, as we've seen, right, to behave um, with those that seem opposed to us. So we try to follow that model to the best of our ability. The Spirit is the great helper, right, can help Mm -hmm. us through that. And remember, there's a time to fight, there's a time for flight, and there's always a time for sight. sight. And if someone in your life is toxic in nature, you are not called to sacrifice your own peace and well-being for that individual, but we are called to love difficult people. And so we hope that you enjoyed this conversation today. And I learned a lot. You did. Yeah. You, I'm so glad. I'm Loved so glad, it. you guys. And thank you for listening to me. This was something that really helped me. So I just want to thank you all for allowing me this opportunity to walk through this. I learned a lot, too going through this process. So we hope you enjoyed this conversation today. Please share it with another if you think that they could benefit. Check us out on reboundingfaith.com. You can find us on all social media and we will chat with you in two weeks. Have a great rebounding week. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.